0: how i met adolf sax journeying through the history of the saxophone he who wants the end wants the means
1: your bill oh yes well let's see hmm That bill is no longer in Paris, monsieur. Your reputation in the capital is so unfavorable that we were forced to seek the negotiation of your assets in the provinces. Where being less known, we hope to have more success. What? Um... But, my assistant informed me that if I accepted the proposals you offered me, you would provide the money immediately. It's true, but we are merely intermediaries, and... well, perhaps we made a mistake. Look, if I were in your place and considering you need so much money, I would employ another method. Another method? Um, what do you mean, sir? There is a wise saying that goes, he who wants the end, wants the means. And in my opinion, when one is willing to make sacrifices, a few hundred francs, more or less, shouldn't stop us. What do you think about it, monsieur?
0: Money, in this circumstance, was a matter of life or death for Saxe. He calculated the consequences of a rejection, the time it would take to find funds elsewhere that he might not be able to find, and making a final effort, he accepted this exorbitant sacrifice. The despicable individual bowed deeply to the inventor, assuring him that the money would be delivered in full the next day. One day passed, two days, three. The usurer, who was untraceable at his residence, was nowhere to be found. Finally, on the fourth day, he showed up at Saxe's house,
1: I see sale signs on the door of your workshop, monsieur. It would be a shame to see you succumb after so many commendable efforts. Did you bring me my money, sir? No, sir. You still have many sacrifices to make. But, as I see your problems are increasing, I've come to offer you an additional loan. If you accept it, you'll have the money at your disposal tomorrow.
0: Sax was on the verge of bankruptcy and had no choice but to continue yielding to the manipulations and deceptions of that usurer. By accepting the proposal and facing the imminent risk of the sale of his workshop, Sachs eagerly awaited the arrival of the money the next day. Eight in the morning came, then nine, 10, and the usurer did not appear. At the moment when they were about to auction his workshop due to his substantial debt, that vile lender finally made an appearance in Sachs' premises. Excuse me, sir, where can I find Mr. Sachs? Mm, perhaps he is in that area.
1: Bonjour, Monsieur. Ah, you again, sir. Thank God I managed to get your money, Monsieur. Are you now going to offer me an additional loan? I am doing what I can to please you, sir. If you do not wish to continue our negotiation, I will proceed to withdraw the same way I came. You won't leave, Villain. You are in collusion with my assistant, who in turn works in the service of my adversaries. My assistant and I were the only ones who knew the amount to pay to avoid the sale of my workshop. Surely you plan to fail me at the last moment and let a catastrophe happen, admit that I have uncovered your plans. I owe you no explanation. Let me go, I beg you. No, scoundrel. Hand over that money immediately. Your machinations, woven with infernal art, almost succeeded in trapping the simple and loyal man who trusted your vile word. You can loot my wallet, but you will never snatch my honor. To save the sale of the workshop, I need the money you promised me. I apologize if I have offended you in any way, sir. I'll leave now, I assure you. Mm Mm-hmm. Take the money, but let me go, please. Immediately leave my house, wretched creature.
0: After finding a solution to the events threatening the sale of his workshop, Sachs dismissed his assistant and offered the position to another worker to whom he owed money in order to settle his debt. This employee turned out to be an exemplary assistant for Sachs. However, responsibilities increased, and our protagonist did not hesitate to bring another person into the financial and accounting management of the business. He hired a man wearing a worn-out coat, shiny black cloth pants at the knees, a pen behind his ear, green glasses and blue cotton sleeves to protect his arms from friction. Despite his relentless appearance, this individual's integrity proved disappointing for Sachs, as shortly after hiring him, he too would begin to act fraudulently with the money and accounts of his workshop.
2: Indeed, Monsieur Sachs, You have bad luck. Not only are you slandered, but you are also robbed. Want some advice? Go ahead, Monsieur. Give me your advice. You owe too many francs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You're wrong to owe them. Look, I see what's happening to you. You're a skilled inventor, a distinguished artist, but you understand nothing about business. If you want, I can take care of everything. It won't take long, and you won't risk anything, since you have nothing. Just management, simple management, and I'll solve your situation. Don't have so many scruples. The delicacy of feelings won't provide you with food. Besides... As you know, you've only received a small part of what you owe. Do you understand now what you have to do? Not yet, but it seems you're going to give me bad advice. No, of course it's an excellent advice. In your situation, there's no doubt. You must declare bankruptcy.
0: How I Met Adolf Sachs Journeying Through the History of the Saxophone A podcast created by Alvaro Molina